Hello, my name is Hayley Morris and this is Conversation Time. Welcome back to Conversation Time. I hope you're all doing really, really well and a very happy December to you. I hope that you're enjoying the month so far and are celebrating however you choose to. Today, I am so excited to introduce today's guest. It is the very, very wonderful Claire from The Little London Vegan. So if you don't follow her on Instagram, obviously you can find her at The Little London Vegan. She's a vegan food blogger based in London and she's just absolutely incredible. And I found her quite a while ago. I'd say it was probably about two years ago on Instagram and the thing that got me was just the amazing aesthetic of her page. It's so colorful. It's so vibrant and bright. It just draws your eyes in immediately. And you know what they say, you eat with your eyes. And when you go on her page, all you'll want to do is eat and you will feel full just looking at the pictures. But she just has these amazing captions and she just thinks about everything. That's that's what I really like about her page is she doesn't just put up a picture, tell you where it's from. She'll tell you all the information that you need to know about that restaurant. And she's so supportive of small businesses and just she kind of uses her platform for so much goodness. And that is why I absolutely love this page. So I was very excited when Claire agreed to come on the podcast and I am very excited to share it with you today. I will just quickly say before we dive into this episode, we did have a few technical issues with Wi-Fi. So you will notice that sometimes the audio does dip in and out so sometimes it sounds like maybe it's been edited and cut very abruptly but unfortunately the wi-fi gods just did not look down on us this day but i hope that you still really enjoy this episode so let's just jump straight in hello hi how are you i'm good how are you Good, good. So um, I just wanted to start at the beginning, kind of like where it all started for you and how you started the Instagram account that you've got. Okay, so I've had my page now for a really long time. I want to say about eight years. Mm -hmm. Um, And it started off as a meat recipe page. So it was kind of a place for me to keep track of what I was eating. Um, Mm -hmm. Not in like a calorie counting way, just like in terms of a remembering what meals I liked and what meals I didn't like. Um, Cause I've always been so passionate about food. Um, so for me, it was almost like, it was kind of when Instagram was really new and I was using it as, as a bit of a food diary. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it followed me uh, in my journey to vegetarianism. So I was doing vegetarian recipes. Uh, and then I decided that it was so much better when people cook for you um, and, and started doing more, vegetarian uh restaurant reviews yeah and then uh yeah eventually followed me to vegan restaurant reviews and here I am um with mainly vegan restaurant reviews and some recipes mm-hmm. thrown in so it's really just been a uh, it's been a journey of my my food journey you know it's just followed me along the way really I love that because it's kind of I think a lot of people succeed when they actually do stuff that they're really passionate about. And I mean, when you started this, and I guess when you kind of transitioned into being exactly what you are now, did you start thinking, okay, this is going to become my career. This is going to be my job. Or was it always kind of, oh, this is just, you know, my side thing. It's just a hobby. It's just something I enjoy. 
Like, honestly, never in a million years did I think that this would be a career for me. I, I just, I never even, I didn't even know that was really a possibility. Mm. And to be honest, when I started, it wasn't a possibility because Instagram wasn't for business back then. For a long time when I was on Instagram, it wasn't business. It was just fun. Um, not just for me, but for everyone. And it was only in the last maybe uh, three years that I started to think, okay, I'm actually starting to make some money from this. Mm -hmm. But for a long time, I was doing it aside my full-time job. So I worked in advertising for seven years Mm -hmm. and I was doing it at the same time. And it was only this pandemic really that pushed me to, um, to, to, to quit my job and to go for it full time, which is kind of scary for many reasons, mainly because like, I get really nervous about telling people that I'm an influencer because (laughs) there's a lot of stigma around it. So yeah, I I really never thought it was going to be a career, but I always, I always hoped that it would be. Um, and I'm so glad that it is now, but yeah, it was a surprise to me. Yeah, sure. I bet. And did you, do you feel like the job that you were doing, obviously working in advertising, do you feel like that helped you to kind of understand more about how to use Instagram as a business, as opposed to just kind of an everyday person? Yeah, definitely. So my job for the advertising agency was, so it was a global agency and I was mm-hmm. looking after the global social media channels. So that was my first test, you know, my first taste of what social media for a business was like. Mm -hmm. And I think I was really lucky to be um, brought into that world a long time ago. So I, I felt very comfortable posting and, Mm -hmm. you know, because when I talk to people now, they always say like, do you not get nervous about posting to a big audience? And I think you kind of just blank it out. And I think that's why it's because I've done it for so long that it's just second nature to me now. Yeah. So I think I did pick up a lot of skills from that job for sure. Um, And also the fact that it's in advertising so I kind of understand you know the benefits of marketing and what I should be charging for and what what benefits I can bring to businesses so yeah huge help I think definitely I think there's a lot of people that kind of they stumble into that world and maybe they don't know or I think it's the money thing as well isn't it's negotiating terms because I think a lot of people when they think about social media and influencers they just think kind of like oh you've got such a cool easy life like you get all these free things and you get paid to do what you love but they don't ever kind of see the backside of it with the contract and negotiating it there's a lot of hard work in that and I mean how do you navigate that yeah I mean I probably wouldn't have believed anyone if they told me how much work went into food blogging and I can understand why there's a stigma around influencers because Mm. um I get it you know you see you see what's on the screen in front of you and you assume that that's all there is to it but so much work goes in in the background I can't even explain I think I work way longer hours now than I did when I worked at the advertising agency you know it's it's kind of a 24 hour job because not only are you trying to do the admin side, you're also doing the content creation side. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you're also doing the social media side. So I mean, social media is nonstop anyway, but yeah. it's really full on. And I think what's really daunting about going into uh, a job like this is that there's not really any rules around it. Like no one really knows how much they should be charging and the right way to approach brands. Like it's all very new um, and every company seems to work differently. So mm-hmm. it's, it's just confusing for one. It's, it's a lot. And the only way you get to know it is through practice. So I feel like I'm, I'm navigating it well now. But when I first started, I was like, how do I do this? I have no idea. Like, I didn't even know what to do about tax. Like I've got an accountant now, but even that was so foreign to me. So yeah, I think practice, practice and experience has really helped me. It's definitely difficult. It's it's a lot to navigate. And I still, I still get trolls. You know, I got a message the other day from someone saying, you you know, why why don't you get a job? And I was like, oh, 
this is my job. Like there's so much value in, you know, there's so much value. I'm very confident in the value I can bring to businesses. And Mm -hmm. I know that other businesses are confident in that as well because they want to work with me, but it's still, there's still that stigma of people not thinking that this is a valid career or not really understanding the benefit of marketing. So it's such a weird career choice. It really is. But I absolutely love it (laughs) yeah absolutely I mean at the beginning and I suppose when you've had trolls have you ever had that feeling where you're kind of really overwhelmed and like what am I what am I doing here like how yeah how am I going to do this like am I am I too small for this is this too much am I thinking too big like do you ever have those moments or have you ever had those moments yeah no definitely like I still I'm much better with it now and I think um I'm very good at laughing trolls off now because I mean it's so funny because you get such a range of trolls. You get the ones that just hate vegans, um, mm-hmm. which I just find hilarious because I'm just I'm just not bothered by that at all. I'm very confident in yeah. my lifestyle choices. Um, I think it's the ones where people really have an issue with or they question your morals. They're, they're the messages that get to me the most. The people that say, like, you shouldn't be doing this as a job, like, you shouldn't be charging for this, you shouldn't be earning money for this. They're the things that really affect me, and you do question yourself. And I'm, I'm like I said, I'm at a place now where I'm very confident in what I do, and I understand it well enough to fight my corner. But it is really horrible when, you know, you get people that come on and, 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 and let's be honest, they don't often want to chat. They really are just there to make you feel bad or to try and bring you down and it's hard I mean you can be the strongest person in the world but when you're dealing with that stuff every day Mm -hmm. does take its toll on you sometimes and some days I'm more patient than others but yeah some days I'm not very patient at all I think it's it's so difficult with with getting comments like that because although you know it comes from a place of kind of the other person's insecurity or it's usually not a reflection on you it's usually a reflection on someone else but I think the most difficult thing is not letting that like go into your barrier and kind of affect you and bring you down which I just I commend you so much and like that I can imagine being a vegan myself I know that there's a lot of people that have a lot to say about it and they kind of if you're quite open about it they will look at other areas of your life and be like well you're not doing this so how can you call yourself a vegan and it it just becomes this loop of being like I'm not perfect no one's perfect you know I think some people are a little bit unfair on how they view other people and think that, you know, if you say you're vegan, it means that you're the perfect version of this vegan and you can't do any wrong. And I, I mean, I don't know how you, you deal with stuff like that or if you have a lot of kind of problems with that. Yeah, well, it's quite funny because I, I feel like I get such a range of abuse. So I kind of like, I get the people who don't like vegans, mm-hmm. um, which is one thing in itself. And, and But then you get the, the vegans who want to attack you as well because you're not vegan enough or you're not doing it the right, the right way. So I often get messages from people saying um, that I'm not, I'm not doing, doing veganism right, I guess. Um, mainly because I focus on the food and my, my way of changing perceptions. Like my, my whole mission is to change the stigma around veganism. Mm-hmm make people see how great vegan food can be but obviously you know there's activists who are doing a great job in their own way but it's just not my approach um so I think people have issues with like the way you approach it and um you just just everyone has an opinion on the internet don't yeah unfortunately like they need they feel like they need to tell their opinion at all times yeah which sometimes fine like I'm always I'm always up for a chat but it has to be done in the right way in a very respectful way like Mm -hmm. I just as soon as someone is rude to me that gets my back up and I don't I don't want to chat about it I want I'm I'm here for like a polite conversation um 
differing opinions, that's fine. But I think like people are just so bold and brave behind a screen. I get a lot of people set up like burner burner accounts and message me from them. Um, and I'm just like, we could have just had this chat over your normal account, like adults, you know, like, yeah, uh, it's tough. It is tough. It's the, the beast that's of the media. internet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, exactly. Uh, I, there's so many people that hide behind those screens that they just say whatever they want and don't think about how it affects other people. But I mean, I suppose that's, that's what comes with with social media and putting yourself out yeah. there sometimes but I think you I, from what I see from you anyway you don't ever let that stop you or like I don't, I don't feel like it's ever stopped you from putting stuff out and making no. more amazing content which I, I you know I think is amazing on your behalf too I mean like, I always take it on board and I'm always you know if someone says something to me I might not agree with it but I will process it in some kind of way and mm. decide whether I agree with it or not but yeah it's, it's all about the approach it's it's I'm I just think I've done this for long enough now that I'm very confident and you know I'm in my 30s now so I've got a very strong sense of self like I know I know what I'm about and I'm just very comfortable with it so yeah it's a funny one <laughs> yeah it definitely is I think I think when you get into your your later 20s and early 30s you do just start to develop that I just don't I don't care anymore like I just I'm yeah. me and this is what I do <laughs> exactly that's so true definitely but so when you first went vegan obviously I know that you kind of you you didn't do it overnight you did it quite slowly and you kind of went back to vegetarianism and then you went back to veganism and in your whole mm. kind of run up to it and your like I suppose journey of being vegan like you you've kind of really taken it on in all aspects of your life I mean when I say that I mean kind of you're thinking more about the environment in terms of like your plastic use I know you don't consume like fast fashion and I mean how has that been for you do you find that it's quite difficult maintaining that lifestyle yeah it I'm not gonna lie it's really tough sometimes I think because I initially went vegan for uh, animal welfare purposes mm -hmm. I don't think the environment for me was even something I'd thought about I mean I'd watched is it cowspiracy I think it's yeah, cowspiracy. cowspiracy yeah I remember thinking wow I'd love to make a difference but for me it was more just like a bonus on top of what I was doing for the animals um I never saw it as like a driving factor or like something I really needed to work on in my life until mm -hmm. a couple of years ago um and like when a lot of my friends were being a bit more conscious and eco-conscious and the pages I was following were um, incorporating that message a bit more as well so it was something I was becoming more aware of and um so it's something that I've gradually worked on and it's funny I was actually just writing a post before I came on here about like eco swaps you can make for your home and like yeah two years ago I couldn't have even dreamt that I would write something like that just because I, I just didn't know anything about it mm -hmm. and I'm by no means an expert now but it's definitely something that has occurred to me more so I'm just very I'm very conscious now of um my impact on the planet so you know plastics that I use in the house and like that I use in the shower in the yeah. kitchen you know and it's it's quite intense and like it's like you said about fast fashion. I make a really conscious effort not to buy fast fashion, but sometimes I do because mm. it's convenient or it's easy or, and I think like sometimes it's the same with veganism. Like there's a lot of pressure to do everything perfectly. Yeah. Um, and that can be really daunting. And it's like that, you know, that classic saying, we don't need, you know, a couple of people doing it perfectly. We need lots of people doing it imperfectly. And, you know, I, I kind of agree with that because none of us are perfect. We're all living in a world that doesn't really make it easy to do, to make these changes to our life. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's more expensive or it's more time consuming. So I think like, 
it is definitely very daunting but i try and take the same approach to the environment as i did to veganism and that's taking it slowly taking it yeah. one step at a time doing like manageable manageable changes um and then sticking to those changes once they feel comfortable and you know once you do them it's not much effort but it's uh but yeah Yes, I do feel like once you go vegan, there is kind of a uh, an expectation that you mm -hmm. will then, you know, incorporate more eco-friendly habits into your life. So it, yeah, it, I'm getting it there. Is, it is quite a natural thing, I think, because you start, I suppose when you're vegan, you're very much conscious of what you're putting in your body and how it's affecting the outside world and you know your carbon footprint and things and I think you know I've kind of done the same sort of route as you like I now am very careful about I mean like my shampoo and conditioner are both bars there's no plastic involved and I did that because I was like I just I can't believe how much plastic I'm using month by month on things that don't need to be used like it's yeah mad and when you start That's looking so mad, yeah. at the ingredients like I only recently found out that the fabric softener I was using had animal fat in and I was like it's there's so many things that just blow my mind that I'm like how did I not know that they were just you know having yeah. these like animal products in so many things you think when you go vegan you think okay it's food okay I may, need yeah. to avoid like leather and mm -hmm. you know those little things and then you look yes. a lot wider and you think well there's no ingredients on the back of my fabric conditioner there's no ingredients on my laundry detergent there's no ingredients on this that and the other and it's only when you start really looking into it and thinking okay there's a reason there's not ingredients on everything like it's it can be such a, a difficult okay. world to navigate absolutely and I think it's again like it's it's a bit of a process like I think I, I don't know if you use the word journey a lot and it's a bit pretentious but like <laughs> it, it is a journey like it is it, it's never really going to end you're never going to get to a point where you're absolutely perfect it's just about making those changes along the way and doing the best you can that's all it that's all you can do really yeah no it definitely is I think as well I think so many people are a little bit too harsh on other people and on themselves they kind of like I said they expect perfection all the time I think we as humans have really developed this thing that's like well I, I it goes back to like loving yourself I suppose you're kind of like I, I can't love myself until I'm this perfect image of what I imagine myself to be and until then yeah. I'm just going to be really horrible to myself and beat myself up a lot and you know not get to that that happy place and it's the same same with veganism the same with that whole lifestyle like it's it is like you said it is a journey it isn't just you know switch oh my god I'm perfect everything's amazing I'm you know yeah. a superhero now <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's the same I think social media whilst it's amazing in so many ways I think social media probably doesn't help that because it can feel like there's people that are always out to catch you out or mm. people that are going to call you out on something or tell you you're not doing this in the right way and it's really intimidating like, and judge move and like media has done to us it's it's given it's given us like an audience of people to judge us that seems to be the way that social media is used now which is a shame um so yeah it's, it, it can be very intense yeah massively i think social media is just I don't know. Social media can be a very good thing and a very bad thing. But how how have you found social media being your job? Like, do you find that you have to take a lot of breaks from it? Do you ever feel like it kind of takes over and makes you feel really anxious? Or have you kind of found that balance with it? Uh, I definitely don't think I found a great balance yet. Um, I would say it's like I was saying before, it's kind of a 24 seven job. So mm think as much as people think you know my job is to go out to a restaurant for two hours then pop home and just have the day off like yeah. actually in reality my day now is probably from about 9am till 
nine or 10 p.m. It's just, there is no off button. Like people always on social media, always got an audience to speak to. There's always a comment to reply to, or there's, you know, my, my content takes, you know, my captions take a couple of hours alone. My photos take a long time to edit. And, you know, I've got several different platforms that I'm trying to keep going. So mm-hmm. I don't really think I've got the balance down just yet. And I do find myself very anxious. I get anxious mainly about if people are saying negative things. And that's something I haven't quite, even though I'm not too fussed when I actually read them, because I feel quite strong in that sense, like I still get the, the anxiety about it. Um, so I have started now because especially now that we're sort of locked down, I've found myself scrolling endlessly mm-hmm. and so I've had to put a time l- limit on it so I've, I've made my time limit 10 o'clock at night now yeah um and then I meditation at on and done because I have found like I, I never really knew much about meditation um until recently yeah and I have found that it does make a difference you know those like five minutes a day mm-hmm. really do help me put things in perspective um and I have I've had just to just think to myself and remind myself that social media is always going to be there but I can't always be there so yeah yeah, I need to get better at taking breaks I had a seven day break back in August and it was so nice (laughs) I bet and I don't want any of this to sound like I'm ungrateful for my job because I absolutely love what I do and I wouldn't change it but like anything it definitely has these downsides that you need to try and manage and I think um also like I still have my personal Instagram account where I'm still Mm -hmm. trying to keep up with my friends so I'm trying to spend more time on my personal account um at the moment and just remember why I use that and you know use it to actually communicate with my friends so I think I think the most difficult thing and you saying that you took that that week off in August and then saying that you don't want anyone to think you're being ungrateful it's it's so difficult because I think doing the job that you do a lot of people see it as a dream career and a lot of people are kind of aspiring to that and they might they might sit there and go oh but she's being really ungrateful like you know she's she's living the dream right now and doing exactly what I want to do I can't believe she's saying that but at the same time if anyone is saying that like I think they're not understanding this is this is a completely new thing even though it's you know it's I go I guess being an influencer has been around for a while now it still is very new and there's still Mm. so many boundaries that haven't been put in place yet and you know everyone's still finding their feet with it and in a normal career, you wouldn't be expected to work those long hours and not give yourself a break and not have that yeah. time. And where you go, oh God, this is getting a bit much for me now. I need to just take a step back. And I think that's difficult because, I mean, I don't know if you were scheduling content still in that week off or you just kind of went radio silent. Radio silent. <laughs> yeah. And then did you did you get that panic where you're kind of thinking like, are people going to stop following me now because I've not put anything out for seven days? Are they going to lose interest? Yeah. Did- it's funny like I used to I used to really worry about that but I don't really I don't stress so much about that anymore I think because I think I've, I've established my page now mm-hmm. so that people know what it's about and they know what I'm about and if they don't like it that's absolutely fine and if they choose to unfollow me because I'm not on social media for a week like so be it um yeah. I've made my peace with that it's more about the way that Instagram kind of hooks you in so they know that if you take a seven and you know that if you take a seven day break they're probably gonna like penalize you a little bit for that so there will be like your reach won't be as high and your engagement won't be as high and that's how they get you you've put so much effort and work into this page you don't want to disadvantage yourself in any way so having that break I think there's that concern that oh maybe you know I might be you know on the back foot when I come back and Mm -hmm. that's and then that's when I have to really step back and think like 
I, this is my career and this is my job, but there has to be a point where you give yourself a break. Because like you said, if you were in a normal job, you wouldn't, you wouldn't never go on holiday or you wouldn't never take leave, you know? So I have to remind myself that I, I have to give that to myself because I am my boss now. So yeah. And <laughs> yeah, you are, you are a human being. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, literally, exactly. Yeah, it's, I mean, I think what you're doing though is you've, you've kind of created something around a niche, which I think is one thing. A lot of people who are kind of getting into this industry or kind of working out how to make their, make themselves an influencer, I suppose. It's, it's finding that niche that really works. And the content that you've got is very evergreen because it's, it's like London, London's always there. And most of those restaurants that you visit are always, well, hopefully always going to be there. And people when things go back to normal a little bit more will be visiting again and will be going to your page because I know for me when I go to a new city I will go through Instagram like there was a few years ago um my partner and I we went to New York and we'd been there so many times but we just thought we need to find stuff that is not not in the tourist areas we want to really find the good places to go and so we went through Instagram and I think more and more that is how people are finding where to go when they go abroad definitely like I I do exactly the same as you like I plan a trip before I go obviously like the longer you're vegan you realize the importance of planning trips and (laughs) planning restaurants um and yeah I do the same as you I scour Instagram I would say that Instagram is my first point of call now like above going to a blog or going to mm-hmm. a, a restaurant website like I would go to Instagram first because it's you know it's real you can see what the food actually looks like um um I just yeah I think Instagram and, and they know that they're becoming the go-to for absolutely everything but yeah there's yeah it's, I think having a niche is so important and there are so many people carving out niches in mm-hmm. so many different areas now and it's really nice it's nice to have like curated pages where you know you can go information yeah absolutely I think it's so important because if I get there's there's a lot of people that do food stuff out there that I suppose haven't quite got a niche and it's still really good but I think as soon as you get something that is kind of it has to be something you enjoy as well because you're never going to stick at something you don't love but I think as well your community you've 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 kind of made this page that is accessible for everyone and you've not just thought about people that look like you or have the abilities that you have like you kind of look at it from all aspects and I think that is one of the most amazing things about what you've done is you've created this space for everyone and even if you're not vegan you know it's like this is this is for everyone this page like I know I'm I'm vegan and I'm I'm showing vegan stuff but I am here for everyone yeah oh I'm really glad that it comes across that way because that is exactly what I aim to do and I think I know that I ran a poll a while ago and I asked I asked my audience how many people were vegan and how many people weren't vegan I think it was something like 40% said that they weren't vegan which I was like both a little bit surprised and really pleased by Mm. because I really want, you know, the whole point is to break down the stigma and, and get people trying more vegan food. So I'm really happy to know that it's not just vegans who feel like they can eat it. Like that, that made me so happy, but yeah, like a lot of the stuff on my page that has, that has made it an accessible page has come from people messaging me in a polite, responsible way, which is what you can get if you actually have these mature conversations Um, and, you know, suggest gluten-free options, or have you thought about um, asking if they are wheelchair friendly? So yeah. a lot of the things in my captions have actually come from people, you know, asking me about it and giving suggestions. And I'm, I'm, I'm always open to discussing that stuff because I do want this page to be accessible. And I think it's really important that 
we don't just cater to people that look like us or who have the same needs or interests mm-hmm. as us. Like I do try and make it as accessible as possible, but I really wish Instagram would increase their caption word limit because <laughs> I, I could write so much more, but um, it's quite limiting. I know. I can <laughs> That's why I've got, I've got my website now. To try yeah, and it's, it's difficult. I think social media, obviously it, it, it's growing and changing every day and things are improving, but I think, yeah, there's still definitely things like limiting how long a caption can be that are a problem because then you have to go into the comments pin the comment make sure people are still looking at it and yeah that that gets a lot I know I know I actually I wanted to ask you do you when you go out say you've gone out with like a, a a group of people do you ever I mean I know I I still have it I've been vegan now for I think three nearly four years and I still have it when I go out with a group of people that aren't vegan and if you go to somewhere that doesn't necessarily have a vegan option on the menu but you know they'll cater for you do you find that uncomfortable being like um I'm the vegan one like what can I have (laughs) I'm the vegan one I love that Um, (laughs) I remember when I first went vegan I was so nervous about that Mm -hmm. and I actually I ran a QA and a on my page recently asking people what they were most concerned about when going vegan and an overwhelming amount of people said they were most nervous about being the awkward one or yeah. upsetting other people or um you know having you know, standing out I guess you know being different and I guess it surprised me because it's just something I never think about anymore I don't get nervous at all asking for vegan options um mm-hmm. I don't worry about the way that people are going to react I think I mean it's very lucky for me now that veganism has become a bit more widely accepted yeah um so there's not so much to think about around asking for a vegan option in, in a restaurant now. Um, but I was really nervous at first. I'm also very lucky that I think my the fact that this blog is my job now and a lot of my friends follow it um, and are very supportive. I think that's probably helped because it's very rare for them to choose somewhere that doesn't cater to my options because I've made it very obvious that I'm vegan yeah. <laughs> on their timeline every day shouting to them about it. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm lucky in that sense. But I do understand why people feel that way. Um, I think a lot of people are really nervous about family gatherings as well. You know, food is such mm. a big um cultural thing that it can feel they don't really understand veganism it's just a new brand new concept for them um so i get it it's it's nerve-wracking you don't want to be that difficult one it's a very british way of thinking as well isn't yeah. it like very polite you don't want to put anyone out you don't want to be a pain yeah um so yeah i don't worry about it anymore but i i remember i used to a lot and now i'm fine i just yeah. order whatever but i think it does come with you know the where we are now with veganism because i i mean probably when i the first year i started out i remember we had my boyfriend's mum's birthday and we were in america at the time and we they picked to go to this steakhouse and i was like the whole time before I was like oh no 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 <laughs> and his mum was like I've, I've called up I've called at the restaurant and they said that they'll cater for you and I was like okay cool uh, and oh, it was just so uncomfortable they they bought me out this salad that was coated in balsamic vinegar and I was like okay cool like you know it's a salad brilliant you know that's not really what I wanted but I'll have that and then for the main dish, the chef was like, I'm going to prepare something special for you. <laughs> oh my goodness. I've never been so, I, I just was so uncomfortable. He bought out um, asparagus and on top was just a block of warm tofu. Like just oh like it had come straight out the packet and everyone was like, what's oh, that? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. oh, that's, bless them for catering to you. But yeah, yeah not ideal. No. It was so <laughs> oh, funny. No. It was so funny. But I think, you know, Back 
well, you know, in even like two years ago, it was when you went out to a restaurant, it was kind of, okay, here's, here's a salad or something that doesn't have any carbohydrates. And I'd be like, why, yeah. why are you so scared of carbohydrates? I'm not, I'm not vegan because I want to be really skinny and healthy. I'm vegan. Yeah. Because I don't want to kill any animals. <laughs> totally. I think that's still a big mis- misconception health thing. Um, I, and I know there are people who do go vegan for, or they give up animal products for health reasons mm. um but yeah give me all the carbs like I want them all yeah so bad <laughs> but you um you recently worked with Papa John's didn't you as their chief vegan officer which that's amazing what a title I, I just don't really know where I can go from there like that's the yeah. best job title I'm ever gonna have um but yeah that was that was quite an experience I think um it was unfortunate timing because I kind of got into the role just as COVID was kicking in. Mm. Um, so I didn't really get to make that many changes. And the thing is with a company that big, any changes you make or talk about in those, you know, those yeah. three months that I was properly working there, they're not really gonna, they're not going to really happen for another year or year and a half, to be mm. honest. So it was a shame. I think as a long-term special. Uh, yeah, I think it was, it wasn't quite long enough. And just given the circumstances, it was just, yeah, a bit of a shame that I couldn't make any changes really. Yeah, no, it's, it's so difficult. And I think with, I was going to ask you with, with lockdown and with this year being quite difficult, how has that been with your Instagram? Because obviously your whole thing is on, you know, reviewing restaurants and going out and trying things out and about like how how has that affected you yeah so I think um during the first lockdown I really got back into cooking again and I really you know regained my love of cooking because hmm. it's this isn't this is going to sound so spoiled it's something I don't get to do very often anymore which is mainly because I'm very lucky because I get to go out to all these restaurants but yeah. also you know I do like cooking um I miss it and because I'm getting so many leftovers from restaurants I'm trying really hard to eat them at every given opportunity so mm-hmm. cooking did slightly go out the window so I was fall in love with that again and experiment with different flavors and cuisines um so and I think because everyone was in the same boat and everyone was at home looking for recipes to make mm. um that was like a natural progression for my page and, and that worked really well um this lockdown's been a little bit different I guess because um, some outdoor markets are still open. So I've been trying to encourage people responsibly, of course, to um, support these independent food vendors and food stalls as much as they can. Um, also, a lot of places now are very much ready and equipped with, um, you know, what they need to get through these kind of situations. Yeah. So a lot of places have got DIY kits, which I've been testing out or they're doing um, deliveries. Um, I had a delivery roast dinner yesterday, which was amazing. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, it was lovely. But um, yeah, so at the moment, because I was all set to start cooking more recipes again, and mm. I actually haven't, I have not cooked once through this lockdown yet. Um, so just businesses, which is great. But yeah, so I think I'm kind of just winging it, to be honest. I'm making it up as I go and just seeing how businesses are responding and how I can fit into that. My main aim is to help small businesses, really. Um, so I'm kind of just waiting to see what they're doing and then going off of that. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think that's all you can do in this kind yeah. of kind of climate we've got right now because I think 2020 is the most. I don't know. It's just. I guess it's a year of 
feeling a little bit unstable in everything we do. And I think there's a lot that goes back to kind of the idea of a nine to five job. Everyone's always thought this is like the most stable career and it's something that, you know, it's always going to be there. And I think more and more this year, we're kind of opening our eyes to the idea that maybe nothing is as stable as we think it is. And we do just have to learn to adapt and do things that are kind of out of our comfort zone or allow us to take some risks. And I mean, your risk has been kind of quitting your your full-time, I guess, nine to five Five. and going into this, which is absolutely worked for you and it, it goes to show I think yeah. you you have to take these risks and go out of your comfort zone in order to have something amazing happen yeah you're right and I think if it wasn't not obviously this pandemic has been a, an awful terrible yeah. thing but you know if I'm thinking personally of the you know the advantages and the positives I've taken from it it is that I, I probably wouldn't have pushed myself to do that um if it hadn't been for this year I, I I was thinking about it for a good year and a half so I think yeah I think it has really it's I think it's pushed us to reevaluate what we do for work and also the way we work um mm. you know everyone's realized that they or not everyone, a lot of people have realized that they are able to work from home and that they can have this work-life balance that they never had before. And I think that's a positive for everyone because I think I did feel like we were getting to a point where everyone, especially in London, was just so stressed and people were so mute and stressing about how they were going to afford rent and mortgages in London. And I think now people have realized they don't have to be in London or they don't have to be in the office. And, you know, I think that can only be a good thing in the long run. Definitely. I think more and more people are realizing that maybe what well the way they have been living hasn't exactly been one a life that fulfills them I suppose and I think people are starting to really get clear on what makes them happy what doesn't make them happy and understanding that it it's not if you decide not to do that thing that doesn't make you happy anymore it's not going to be the end of the world like still things can work out for you so I think yeah Yeah. 2020 with all the negative aside has been a very positive year for a lot of people Mm -hmm. I want to know do you have any plans or is it ever a vision of yours to open a place of your own or I mean what's what's your like big goal if you don't mind sharing no yeah no that's fine it's a yeah big question so I've got a few things that I would like to do one (laughs) this is going to sound very secretive one of one I can't talk about right now but Mm -hmm. it's something that I'm working on at the moment but yeah I have thought about opening a place of my own I mean if anything it would be me kind of giving a platform to people that are very good at cooking because I'm okay at cooking but there are people who are so good at it and I feel like their food needs to be shared with the world more um so it's definitely something that I've thought about um but obviously like given the timing right now it's not ideal but yeah I think I do. I, I love food so much. I want to be around it. I definitely wouldn't be suited to a kitchen. I would get far too stressed. Yeah. Um, but I would like to be involved in something like that. Um, I think like not just vegan food, but like more of a range of cuisines. Um, mm-hmm. We're so lucky in London because there is such a wide range of cuisines here. But like, obviously, like veganism isn't a new concept. And, you know, some, well, a lot of countries and um, areas have been doing veganism naturally for so long and I want to get more of that stuff in front of people um you know the the curries from India with like ridiculous amounts of flavor and um you know like plantain and um and jerk curries and I just 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 so many different cuisines and dishes that I don't think we see enough of here um I'd love to work with chefs from those places to get to get that food um in front of people more but I mean this is all in my head I have absolutely no plan to be honest (laughs) 
No, but all ideas start somewhere. So, I mean, no, that's, that would be amazing. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so, I mean, when, um, when we finally come out of the travel bans and everything like that, where is top of your bucket list right now to go and travel? This is not a very far away place, but I've, I've wanted to go to, and I've been there before, but never as a vegan. I've wanted to go to Barcelona for a long time. Oh yeah. Um, I get a lot of people messaging me saying that their vegan scene is good and I really like Spanish food. Um, so I'd love to go over there and see what they're doing and how they're doing it. Um, I did start like a little, I have like a little adventure, global adventures section on my website Mm -hmm. um, which has just been me going to different countries around the world and just eating my way through them and I love doing that and I really um, I really like seeing the differences when you travel around you know the different takes on vegan food and Mm -hmm. yeah it's just I I find that so interesting but I don't know when that's going to be possible again but yeah Barcelona I also do like lots like I want to I want to try and push veganism around the UK more because it's very easy in London to be like, oh, veganism's easy now. Everyone's doing it. As soon as you step outside of London, you remember, oh, actually, it's still got quite a long way to come. Mm-hmm. Still, sorry, it's still a long way to go. Um, and we have come a long way. But yeah, I think, I think it would be great to see everywhere in the UK with a scene as, as great as London's. So hopefully... Hopefully yeah. I can start planning a UK trip soon. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm hoping that after, I think probably February is a bit more realistic because I was always thinking, oh, January would be great. But I also <laughs> think a lot of places around the UK, restaurant wise, close in January anyway. Yes. But I think it would be interesting to see places that aren't cities. I mean, I'm from the Isle of Wight, that's where I am at the moment. And we've actually oh. had a few restaurants that are vegan popping up, which has been, for me, so exciting. You're sort of starting to see, we've got a place on the island, don't know if you've ever heard of it it's called peach kitchen they're kind of starting to get a bit of a name on um, social media but they have got this amazing cafe and then they've also got this zero waste plastic free shop attached to them and I'm like yes you're smashing it like that's the kind of thing that I love seeing that because it just shows that it's not you know they're not just making good food they're also they've got this amazing ethos behind them and like their mission is very clear and yeah I think I hope that more places like that pop up around the UK over the I next agree. year or two yeah that would be so nice I think the first place that I saw like that was in Bali when I was there in December Mm. and um, I remember thinking this is such a great idea like why aren't more places doing this so I think we will start to see more of that yeah in London there's more like zero waste shops now aren't there like refill stations and mm-hmm. yeah, that kind of stuff it's, we all got into the habit of doing that it would become so much easier it would I just I always I always get a bit scared that now we've had COVID and everyone's a little bit more I guess anal about hygiene I'm always like please don't take away us using like reusable cups and bringing in containers to fill like that's one thing that I thought okay we've made so many great strides and I worry that one all the the masks are going to make a big effect but it's also like you know I I went to a coffee shop and they're like oh we can't take reusable cups at the moment I was like oh no (laughs) I know it does feel like plastic um has been put on the back burner a bit this year for like obviously for important reasons but Mm. it is worrying you know to think how much damage we've done in the last year in in terms of plastic use just I hope that we can kind of all sort of see what we're doing I don't know I think David Attenborough has been quite good with it and there's a lot of big names on social media that are kind of promoting it but I just I kind of hope that it carries on being this way and I think every I mean everyone calls veganism a trend which kind of 
bugs me because I'm like, it's not a trend. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's a movement that's happening. Like more and more people are just figuring out that it's very good. Um, yeah. Also, like I find it funny when people call veganism a trend, a trend because I'm like, no one, like the amount of um, stick that you get for being vegan, like no one would choose to do this as a trend. Like, no. <laughs> it's not easy, okay? Like no one's doing this for fun. Sometimes you just want to sit down and eat your food and it, it's almost like as soon as you're vegan, you become like the spokesperson for all veganism. Like you're yeah. expected to know all the facts, have all the arguments. Like you always have to be up for a discussion. It's like sometimes you just want to eat your meal, you know? I know. Um, it's tough. Like it's can be really tough. It always makes me laugh. I think in my family, it's always been a thing. If we've gone out for a meal, I suppose not just family, but some of my friends as well, the meal gets set down in front of me and they'll go, oh, that actually looks really nice. <laughs> yeah, this is what I've been trying to tell you. Yeah. I think that's one thing I've noticed at the moment. So I'm like not, well, I guess I'm like newly single. So I'm into the world of like dating apps mm-hmm. and like, obviously like because my food, I, I can't really it that much. Um, and I've got this really, obviously I'm like proud to be vegan, but I'm yeah. very aware that it, there's a lot of stigma around it still. So I'm, I'm playing this weird kind of game where I like, don't know how soon it is to tell someone that I'm vegan. Like, when do I mention it? And then it always becomes inevitable. Like, cause food blogging is an unusual career story. So people mm. are always like, Oh, what's your blog? And I always just think I, I kind of play a game with myself. I wonder, like, as soon as I give them the name of my blog, I kind of guess whether they're going to stop talking to me or not. Um, <laughs> It's so intimidating. Oh, I just, can I, like, I don't want to be with someone that's that closed-minded anyway, but yeah. it's like, it's, yeah, it's, um, it's a scary game to play. <laughs> I bet. I honestly, like, I think as well, if you're vegan and you're single and you're dating, a lot of people will be like, well, aren't you just looking for a vegan to date? And it's like, I mean, yeah. I'm not, I'm not the kind of person that's going to go, oh, you're not vegan. No, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so I just think, yeah, I'm very open to like, I don't really judge anyone, you know, if they're not vegan, like I wasn't vegan for most of my life. So Mm. I'm very open to dating anyone as long as they're open-minded and not, you know, judgmental about what I'm doing. Um, You know, the last, my last boyfriend, he wasn't vegan when we met um, and now he is. So, you know, I just, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really, I'm not really fast. I'm happy to date anyone I get along with really. Yeah. I think that's the thing. I think a lot of people think that veganism kind of takes over your world (laughs) in so yeah. many ways and it's like what well, it's 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 not all to do with that it's you know no. it's a lifestyle choice that I have but I'm still yeah. a human being that just wants yes. what I want <laughs> yeah it's like part of who you are it's not your entire personality yeah that's always a difficult thing to navigate especially on social media <laughs> everyone suddenly thinks that the brand that you represent is entirely you as a person <laughs> yes I know I know but this has been such a lovely conversation. Yeah, it's been so nice chatting to you. I'm so sorry if my Wi-Fi has been intermittent. I like, don't cut out <laughs> What a pleasure it was having Claire on the podcast today. And thank you so much, Claire. It honestly was just so wonderful to speak with you. And I do have to admit, for anyone listening, I was very nervous before this episode and I really got in my own head about it. And you might be able to tell during this episode that I was a little bit more nervous. <laughs> compared to normal. I just, there was a lot that I wanted to speak to Claire about and I just think she is such a wonderful person and I've followed her journey journey there's that word again I followed her on social media for such a long time now and I just think she has done 
such amazing things and she is just this wonderful human who is doing so much for her community and for the people that follow her and I'm just really in awe of that so thank you so much Claire once again it has been honestly such a pleasure and I hope that all of you listening enjoyed it just as much as I did and as always if you are enjoying the podcast it would mean the world if you could rate and review us and let me know what you think and I will speak to you next week for another episode.